0: And and we're live, guys, on a Tuesday. Twos- I forgot what day it is. Tuesday
1: <laughs> on a Tuesday, Tuesday.
0: right? Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday night, five p.m. Pacific Standard Time, seven Central, where Ashley's located. Mm-hmm. Eight Eastern Standard Time. Very good. Shout out to everyone still up. Um, this is gonna be a, real. Like I've actually never done one of these. Like in the in the live, like. As authentic as we can get it, so Ashley Margo's, uh was a senior remote site monitor, founder of the AM Approach, co-founder of Latino. Thank you for having your background. It's a very helpful. Co-founder yeah. of Latinos and research, Clanker research circle and University of Clanker research. Um, SOS. SOS conference founder. Okay, she's uh, done being remote site monitor. At, at a big zero mm-hmm. and she's look. she's been looking for opportunities and mm-hmm. she's you know she's being very selective about what kind of companies she's going to work for what kind of roles she's going to do actually someone i've known for four years now yeah uh, four maybe five almost yeah uh, and i mean i knew she would be successful when i first met her but she's She's definitely got the makings of a generalist. She's one of the most organized people I know, like, by far. (laughs) It's not even close. Uh, She does so much behind the scenes for us at LICR and all the other stuff I just read off. But (laughs) the industry is changing. And, you know, it may not be the worst thing in the world that um, you're not working at a CRO anymore. I mean, I'm not going to dunk on CROs in this. People know my stance. But... (laughs) There's other companies out there that are gaining traction and market share, namely the vendors. Viva um, is the big one. Uh, All the eSource companies now. There's so many like these tech platforms that are trying to change the game a bit. And for the most part, many of them are making things a little more efficient and at least site friendly. Like the ones that you'll hear me promote. <clears throat> on this show and on this channel if you're listening on the podcast like those are the ones that are offering site-based solutions but actually someone like how's it going
1: it's going good uh <laughs> so i mean obviously um for many reasons you can't necessarily talk uh in in depth as to like yeah. the process and what happened but um you know with everything i'm involved in and been involved in along with you know a full-time job uh, i'm very grateful for everything but you know sometimes uh, the whole monitor burnout is a real thing um i knew i had an aspect of it uh but you know because of my organization it never really hit me too hard but i will say that once you know it was official that okay well now you are only doing your side stuff you are not currently monitoring at the moment it really kind of sunk in as to how, how much tension there actually was, how much stress there had actually been built up without realizing it, right? And so through that process, uh, you know, you think about, okay, well, you know, natural reflex is like, oh, well, I need to find a job or I need to start working again. But I'm very grateful for this situation because it really gave me the opportunity, even though some parts of it weren't the best feelings, right? Um, to really see about what it what it is that I wanted, right? Because uh, you say it, many people say it, once you get your foot in the door and you've just solidified yourself a little bit, like a year, two years, obviously the more years you have, the better you are, right? Um, you become a specialist, you become knowing what you're doing. And then as you are externally involved, you can also become mm-hmm. a generalist, right? And so, and if you're fortunate enough to, have the time and or act on a continuous education while you're doing your job, you have a lot much more to offer as a whole, right? So I can say that given my background, I was able to sit back and and not just think about, okay, well, I just need to apply to jobs. I, was, I have the opportunity and the f- a fortunateness to be able to actually say, okay, this is what I want. I'm not going to accept this. I'm not going to accept that. Right, uh, I'm going to be doing all this externally for my work, so they need to be comfortable with that one. Because these are, this is my priority Two, um, You know, I want to work for somebody that is not just okay with it, but is also a supporter of what I'm doing. Right, because if I have somebody that b- backs mm-hmm. me on what change I'm trying to bring to the industry um, effectively outside of work, you know, naturally it's going to affect my company as well. The one I work in. And
0: what what you're working on is like those things behind you like they're mainly around diversity so Mm -hmm. latinians and clinker research that should be obvious and then clinker research circle university those are like site-centric sos conference site it's either patient-centric from a diversity angle or Mm site-centric solutions which we just came off of a licr webinar myself and ashley and uh that's exactly what what she's doing so but what is it specifically about the burnout because I think I see a lot of people at in the CRO space we actually talked to one earlier today me and Chris potential client Mm -hmm. senior CRA kind of wants to start a site you know and honestly we have I'm not even exaggerating we have like at least one or two of these calls every week with Mm -hmm. CRAs or somebody from a CRO level that wants to start a site it's rarely from a sponsor or a tech vendor yeah. that are calling us. Right? And it's and it's occasionally it's a CRC for, that's working at a site, but the main one is like CRA burnt out wanna start a site. So what was it specifically like that got you burnt out? Um or and when did you feel like you've kind of outgrown your 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 role, being that you're you're a generalist or at least you're starting yeah. to be
1: so um, you know, I I had thoughts and feelings that I'd already vocalized prior to you know um, this change um, for the past, I would say, six months. But it, because I wanted growth, I was ready for growth uh, with my background. You know, I was moving up every year. Um, there wasn't, you know, there was no hesitation on not moving me right because I, I again I, I showcased that through how well I perform and things like that. Um, but I think it's just when it comes to the burnout, it's as you are lifting yourself up and maneuvering upward, right? And just, you know, especially if you're really ambitious, which I will say I'm, I'm, I'm obviously because I am doing a lot of things. I'm very ambitious. I like to. One
0: of the most ambitious. <laughs> Ashley's also into like stock market. She's always texting me business <laughs> economy. Like she's into, you know, it's not just clunk research for her.
1: It's fun. (laughs) So, yeah, um, you know, you it's kind of information overload. Right. And naturally, when you get into that, that hustle mentality, because there is a hustle mentality and not not to say that it's bad. It's not because it does get people places. And so I just think that as you keep pushing forward, keep moving and moving and moving and moving and you kind of hit a wall where like your senior level and you're like, well, you know, I'm a CRA. I see what CTMs go through. I do not want to go through that because if you think CRAs are burnt out, CTMs are insanely burnt out. That's why they so, yeah, more so like t- times 20,
0: even though they don't travel.
1: Yeah. Even though they don't travel. Honestly, I think oh. I, I, I would equate maybe like for me personally, from, you know, what I've experienced um, CTMs probably have, I would say 10 to 20% more stress Uh, CRAs are almost right there, but because of the fact of uh, they travel and all the excess stuff that they need to do just because of the travel, right? So, um, yeah, you know, I don't want to be a CTM. And I enjoy project management, obviously, with everything like right here that I'm doing up here in that little sign right there. I naturally am a project manager. I'm really great at organizing. It's just a second nature skill set that I've had since I was like in high school. So that's easy to me, right? But again, it comes back to, you know, what inspires you, what are you okay with doing? Because obviously not every morning you're going to wake up and be like, I'm going to work because, you know, I'm a project manager. I'm going to work because I'm a CRA, you know, that little flashy, glittery aspect of it doesn't last forever. And it's not bad to say that, you know, and it's because once you, when I say, um, uh, fake it till you make it, once you're there, you're kind of like, well, this really is a great opportunity, but now that I've adjusted, it's really not a whole, whole lot to it other than just keeping on top of it. Right. And so I think that the, the burnout was more.
0: <laughs> was it mundane? Like one of the things that my coordinator, one of the drawbacks of a coordinator, at least early on is, okay, the pay is not as good as at a CRO, but the work-life balance, we give our staff as many days off as they want. Yeah. And one of the things they recently told me was, I love that every day is different. Like one day we can have three patients on one study. The next day we have just clean up another study, no patients. The next day we have like a monitor and it's always changing up like mm-hmm. the activity. And I've never worked like I've worked for a CRO of like a, a, as a contractor, but a small one. I felt like it was the same thing, you know, like over and over again.
1: Yeah. It's, it's very mundane, but I, for, I think that when it's consistent, you know what to expect. and I know this is different for everybody for but for me, I actually like consistency in that sense because I already know what to expect. I know how to handle that stress level. I know so how they don't to, like
0: I don't like chaos necessarily. Yeah, I
1: know I enjoy chaos. What I'm saying oh. <laughs> though is like it wasn't that wasn't what affected me. I think it became so continuous, continuous, continuous that it was the new norm. and then until I dropped out, that's like, uh-huh. I, I feel like mentally I, I went through like a withdrawal period, like a literal okay. withdrawal period where I was like, I would wait, I would be up and obviously you have nothing to do, which is great. You know, you can walk around and just like, oh, well, you know, going to relax today. And I would have moments where I would literally like, like Twitch and I'd be like, oh my God, I have to get to my computer thinking that I had to like get online. And I mean, this was a real thing. Like it would happen probably for two weeks. And then after the two week period, I finally started to relax. So I could say within the month breakage is when I really actually experienced what it was to be, you know, uh, unemployed relax. I mean, I know that's not the case for everybody, right? Depending on finances and stuff like that. I'm very fortunate. I, I had the opportunity to take time off, right? And, and not really feel the burden or, or pain or anything like that, but it took that long For me to effectively feel relaxation.
0: What do you think the? Well, we'll get into that a little bit more. Mina, who's a registered pharmacist, by the way, says I wish I wish I was as burnt out as you were, Ashley. (laughs) Uh, It's always worse for someone, I guess. But she wants to get in, and I think CRA is really good for you, Mina. I think. Oof, it's tough. I mean, uh, like maybe try a phase one site where they need pharmacists. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can get into like research as a ph- research pharmacist. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can transition to CRA Is what? Yeah. Well,
1: I, I definitely will say I'm not bashing on the role at all. Like mm-hmm. I can tell you full honesty that I, I loved what I did because uh, I was great at it. And it actually took my organizing characteristics and harnessed it and honed it into a whole a level that I would have never experienced if it wasn't for getting into that role especially within Cero I appreciate you know the company that I was with because they in, on the end of on the side of you know supporting uh, education and training they were ex- exponential on that um so you know it was just the fact that now knowing what I know um I'm glad that I had that experience but i now know the actual importance between when people say you know uh, life balance over pay and is that really a thing and you know like i said a previous my old ambition self of, of you know cra routes would have been like i mean hello you know yeah you want to do the job you want to do a great job but you also want to get paid well right Well, you know, having had that experience now, it's just like, okay, the pay is great and it's going to get you places, right? And while you're doing what you love, but the work-life balance, honestly, once you've already gone through it and you experience it, there's nothing that I really don't think you can put a price on that, uh, to be quite honest. Um, So right now that I am actively looking, um, I am being picky. I could easily get picked up right away, given my background, but I'm being picky because um, I know what... Would not you
0: kidding. do another zero?
1: Uh, you know, I
0: <laughs> I, I go with the so straight, it, the hard question right away.
1: Yeah, I mean, it it's it depends, you know. Small zero, small. Yeah, if, yeah, yeah. Oh, small zero. I probably yes. They're good. Um, They're good. Yes, small zero. big. Yes.
0: What about another large zero, like a mega? The big
1: ones. I think what I would probably do, and I'm not probably like I can say probably. I've already done it. Is uh, I'm going to you know pretty much put my foot down because when you have seniority in your experience and when you see that they need people with experience, you can how you can say, hey, well, if you need me, you need to tailor to me. And so, I've spoken to many that are currently in the works right now, and um, they know exactly what I want, what I what I expect for my experience, what I Need on paper, you know, confirming that this or this is okay, et cetera. So that's kind of, I would say the benefit of having that experience that you can, they really need you. They're going to be willing to work with you. Right. And mm-hmm. so, and then Danny, you know, you've been very gracious to give me contacts with Robert Goldman. Right. So what did he do? He's Dude, like I well, got a
0: post just for him tomorrow. Yeah, that guy's amazing.
1: He is amazing. Well, he, well, this is how the conversation went. He said, you know what? You have a lot of background. Obviously, you know what you're doing. What do you want? You know how amazing that was to hear that. I was like, I'm finally at that space where now it's about me, right? It's that I can obviously, uh, you, uh, what are you going to do for me? And so this is now a new space that I'm kind of, you know. You've earned, you've earned that. You've yeah, earned Yeah. And this is a new space that I'm roaming in. And I do, I think if anybody can take from this that's watching or watches in the future is, you know, when you're looking for a new job, you know, don't assume that just asking for more pay is the max that you can go. Like, no, if you go right now on LinkedIn, just LinkedIn alone, and you look at all the roles, they're looking for CRAs like crazy, like crazy, right. you know? And especially if you're bilingual, I mean, I mean gosh, there's so many opportunities, right? So, you know, you set your tone when you have your experience, you know, build on your experience, get in there. And then, you know, with somebody that I hold really close to me, uh, he was a really great mentor. He told me, you know, hey, always know your worth. And even if you're with somebody or, or, you know, at a certain place that you're comfortable with, doesn't matter. Continue to put yourself out there, continue to apply and continue to check what other people are willing to pay and do for you. Because you may have a year on you, you may have two years on you, doesn't matter. You know, some people are willing to give you more vacation time and still pay you more. Right. So, you know, you can level that stuff out and, um, um,
0: while yeah. you were there, like, did you know, you talked about the hiring shortage. It wasn't just the CRO you were at, the the Is other everywhere. one. But Hamid's asked a good question. Why CROs and sponsors are so reluctant in picking up the CRCs for CRA role?
1: Um, I think it's, it. I mean, because CRCs, ugh, you know, it's, it comes down to, I think, point of view and perspective. So for example, like at the academy down where I, you know, teach the CRA students, right? I also teach the CRC students. Um, I mean, if you're interested- Thank you for that block. Yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. I mean, if you're interested in asking more questions, feel free to reach out to me, but um, yeah. So when you talk to a CRC, the way that they look at problems and the way that they address problems are, I would say one direct, like you are there in the situation with the patient, this is what you do, this is how you do it. With the CRC, CRA, they're in a more audit role, right? They are looking at the process through the entire, not just you, but what happened before you, right? And what were the, how did that get to that point? What process behind you getting up to the patient having an issue, let's say with the ICF or something like that? What was that interrupt situation that got you to that point to make that official error, right? So it's, Mm -hmm. it's perspective a lot. And it's, you have to train somebody into that, right? And so, you know, for me, I never, I wasn't a CRC. Um, the reason why I think I got hired was because I was um, clinical data specialist. I had to audit a lot of laboratory documentation and all, all those types of things for public health. And when they interviewed me or when I got interviewed, it was more on, okay, how, how do you look at an issue, right? What's your thought process on that issue, right? Um, who, what, when, where, why, et cetera. Um, what is your empathy in approaching the person with the issue, right? Because it's not just about being an auditor, it's also about being a good human, uh, human humanism, human person to be able to reach out to the CRC and connect. Because sometimes CRC can be a great person, but they're also worn out and tired. And imagine having a worn out and tired CRA that just flew in super sleepy, you know, having to go through eight hours or whatever of auditing. And then you, you're dealing with a CRC that is running, you know, headless mm. chicken busy day. And then you have to come and say, Hey, you're doing your job wrong kind of a thing. Like it's, you have to be able to come into those mindsets and, you know, actively do your job in the best way. Right. So it is it's not yeah. just easy for everybody to do that. And I think again, perspective is, is everything. So if you can actively, respond to those questions in that manner, you have a higher chance. But it's also obviously going through the first, the first, you know, I guess, barrier of making sure that your resume is accurate, that you're networking good, because you can have a good resume, but how is your description of that job? Is it geared towards aspect of a CRA? Is it geared towards aspect of CRC,
0: right? Kristen Kristen says all CROs are short on CRAs. Yeah. Destiny has a good question for you. When interviewing, it's it's a follow-up to your statement. So when interviewing or negotiating for a new role, what's something else that we can ask for other than more pay?
1: I think, um, so I also do this with some clients with like negotiation practices. Um, so I, this, in many things, I think first and foremost, being aware of your actual worth, right? Now, this might sound horrible, but, you know, if you coming in with six months you're not necessarily six months experience, you're not necessarily in a position to say, okay, well, if you can't give me more pay, give me more, give me more PTO or give me more um, you know, stock share or something like that, right? Like they're gonna look at you and say, no. It's not mean that you don't ask for it, right? But just also don't have crazy high expectations either and then turn down that opportunity because of your high expectations right is being really mindful of what you come to the table with and uh, how much worth that equates and obviously you're going to know right away just on the way that they respond in your interview with you how much they like you and what you bring right um some of the things you can ask outside of extra pay is stock share right um extra pto um you can even ask for you know I've gone as far as asking for, you know, would you cover me at a conference because I value education and I want to go or, you know, I've, I've asked for some really weird things, but those are kind of the more general norm ones.
0: The equity thing. I mean, is that like a real thing at these big CROs that they were giving stocks?
1: Um, No. So I, I've never asked for that. I've heard of, I've heard other stories Um, from the
0: big CROs. uh, I like stuck options or like actual probably no, stuck options no
1: I honestly I can't say that to be
0: yeah I don't do I don't know, know about that maybe at the smaller ones like probably.
1: Um, I, yeah well yeah I talked to, to um, uh, oh my gosh I wish I about wish her. can
0: you imagine a decentralized CRO owned by the people oh my owned God. by or how about this a decentralized CRO layered on top of a site network? So mm-hmm. the CRO doesn't even exist to really make money. Yeah. It exists to make the site network thrive. Yeah. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. Uh,
1: but no, I do uh, think it's more of the sponsor end. Um, yeah, I, when I spoke with Robert Goldman, we actually touched actually touched. Robert him. Goldman he still awesome. is
0: such the man. He is. People He's don't great. even understand. A, a, a sponsor representative that's a site advocate is... Like, I mean, this is like a, a unicorn in the space. There's no, I. it's, it's like Bigfoot. It's like mm-hmm. seeing Bigfoot. Like, he, he's here on LinkedIn and he comes on our lives. The, I have a post about him tomorrow, but, okay, LinkedIn user says, how do you as a CRA see the pattern to help assist the CRC to prevent deviations before they happen?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's obviously a mouthful. That's like, that can be a whole other segment. Do you think AI
0: can do this? Can AI do this?
1: Oh, well, I will say I've had a conversation before that if you are a smart CRA, you will do your best to understand how data management and or data monitoring is going to affect your job. Because there is Mm. a lot that AI can do. And a lot of bots that bots can do. I'm not saying that they can do everything. Well, no, but I do think that there is something to that. And um, again, being mindful. I mean, I, I tell you all the time, Dan. And we've, every time we've came on, I've said, after you get your your dream job, doesn't mean that you stop there. You think about the future because those who are always five steps ahead are always needed, always valuable. But right, you know what?
0: There's people that say, hey, I'm going to celebrate that I'm here and then yeah. just be comfortable. I'm comfortable. I'm good.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can, you can. It doesn't mean like you have to be in this like hustle mindset, like I need to be ahead all the time. No, it's just you can be happy with your, where you're at. You can look around and celebrate that. You can be like mindful, like, hey, you know, I got the opportunity. This is great. It just means that, you know, once a week, once every two weeks, Take a thirty-minute module session, right? Learn on that minute. Like, there's modules out there. There's learning. There's learning information out there. Mm -hmm. You know, take a session, thirty minutes, and learn about what. What is this? How does that intertwine?
0: You know, the problem with these roles, with these CRA roles, is that I personally don't think AI is going to replace CRAs at least. Mm I do think it's going to
1: help. I I think it's going to help a lot. Um, But I I don't, as far as replacing goes, no.
0: I think CRAs are going to be more like encouragers of sites. Like why, you know, what patients do you have? Kind of like our remote site monitors do now on our weekly calls. Like, Mm -hmm. have you tried this? Have you tried that? Uh, Let's work through this IE criteria. I think that's going to be more of a CRA. And that's kind of related to this question. Like if you really know what the site's doing, like on a, real-time basis and you kind of know from the past like okay this site you know i've worked with them for six months and they seem to be kind of kind of risky when it comes to like the icf like they don't document the process of consent properly you know that goes back to the process Yeah, the process right yeah
1: so what you ask the questions you ask right so it's just like you know again um somebody made a, a mess up on you know specific icf so why did you make that mistake oh well I don't know. I guess I, I just, this is the one I, I grabbed and it was the wrong date. Okay. Well, why did you just grab it? Is, do you not have it organized? Uh, well, no, actually, no, I don't have an art. Why don't you have it organized? Like you go further and further and further and further until you see like the root cause. And then you start helping, you know, train and guiding better tactics they, they can use to avoid those similar scenarios. But like you said, Dan, it's ultimately just, it's ultimately just, you know, getting to know the sites, getting to know their common mistakes, that everybody has common mistakes that they make. And then, you know, once you kind of figure that out, every time you come across a situation say, hey, well, did you do this? Because, you know, last time you, you made this error. And they'll say, you know what, actually, let me check on that, you know, so.
0: AI can't take, this LinkedIn user says, AI can't take over data report due to PHI issues. So- um, there's ways they can get around that if they really yeah. wanted to. Yeah. It's easier to solve this issue than to solve the short staff CRA, let's fly them all over the place issue. Yeah. This, this one's I easy. It's regulatory. regulators will get involved. I think AI is going to slow down as a whole mm-hmm. due to regulations. Italy already banned ChatGPT. Yeah. I don't know if you saw that. I did see
1: that. I love ChatGPT, though.
0: I use it. Well, good thing we're not in Italy. I use it. (laughs) I I use it almost every day.
1: I like, I I mean, I love ChatGPT, but I love the applications that are coming from utilizing it. The Mm. applications are like an organizer's absolute dream. Like, you know, I'm coming across so many, and I'm just like, I can do so much with my life now that I have all these applications, right? Um,
0: I just like the logic they have. So, like, as a site owner, I use it like when when there's like complicated inclusion, exclusion criteria, we have this one study where patients basically have to wash off of like most drugs they're on mm-hmm. and the patients always ask why. And even our PI doesn't understand the rationale. The medical monitor is kind of hard to get a hold of. So I just put these in chat GPT like, hey, what's the rationale for getting off of this when you're on this like like this mechanism of because it's an investigational product. Mm-hmm. So it's not going to know, but it's I know the mechanism of action. So I put the mechanism of action like theory and I ask it theoretically, like, because research is all theory. Mm -hmm. Theoretically, if someone's on this and they're taking this, like what's the, what could happen? And it actually is very helpful at giving. Yeah, it's really good. And it helps me give the patients like a logical answer. And I ran this by my PI and after he read the chat GPT, he's like, yeah, that makes sense. He's like, at least in theory, that's, Mm -hmm. that's theoretical. So it's, it has a lot of purposes. Um, mm-hmm. Hamid says Ashley is right about equity stock share ch- n- n- shine by Roche. Uh, <laughs> sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. They do it, but not at CROs. Imagine mm-hmm. I imagine the bot does the admin work, so the CRA focus on the relationship yes. and encourage. Yes, it. that's
1: that's a for sure thing. The bots will be you know and all or, or are um, you know already going about. Uh, helping with admin work, maybe even helping with, you know, processing documentation, overseeing any issues or errors or things like that. Um, Obviously not like on-site aspect because, you know, you're handling the documentation. I'm talking about whatever gets collected by the site um, virtually. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's there's so much. Um, But yeah, I guess going back to that response for the burnout it's it's a real thing again not to i'm not stating anything about the role i enjoyed the role i loved it it's put me in the situation where i am now where i can actually decide do i want to be a site director do i want to continue Mm -hmm. quality assurance or compliance for bigger lower sites right uh we're working for smaller cros or big sponsor now but you know in a more bigger capacity i mean you know there's so many options so for those of you that you know, are going into the field that are looking for this, understand that that is an opportunity or option for you, especially if you take advantage of the resources that you have while you're in that role and actually mm-hmm. learning extra while you can. It's huge. Um, but two, those that are already in that space and are like really contemplating what to do, don't underestimate yourself. Don't self-sabotage or, you know, how somebody told me, um, they actually came to me and they said. Uh, I think you'd be a great site director. And I was just like, that sounds like a really high who level. Who
0: told you this besides um, me?
1: Um, I guess, okay, shout out to, to Margaret. <laughs> Margaret. Margaret? Um, yes, Margaret. Uh, I don't want to say her full name because I don't know. Okay, you know okay. But um,
0: Shout out to Margaret. I don't know who yeah. you are. Like, I don't think.
1: <laughs> but uh, she's, she said, you know, um, you know, it's very common to have, uh, what's that uh, word where you you think that you are not capable there's there's a word for it um it always slips my mind but Mm. you know uh where you, you phantom it's a phantom feel where you're like oh this is not me kind of a thing but you're actually at that level but anyways um that that happens where you think i'm just a cra i can't do this you can't do that no actually a cra especially if you've came from site level beforehand um you have that full 360 view. You have the understanding of how CROs run, the communication from the sponsor to CRO. You understand the expectation, the leveling and all of that stuff externally. And then on top of that, you understand what the site needs to be doing, right? And so you have a very genuine positioning of knowledge and training that can really expand very, very far. So just being open with yourself about what you're capable of doing and don't rush into... I just need to get hired right away because the minute that you get back into another job, that's the same thing. You're going to get caught back into that. If it's something that you're really thinking about considering external to CRA role, take your time or prep for that time that you're going to need to take, meaning financially. Right. So I was very fortunate. I was kind of already in the space of, you know, this or that, um, expecting certain things. And so, um, you know, I,
0: Imposter syndrome, thank you, Imposter
1: syndrome, there you go. Thank you, Erica, thank you. Yes, imposter syndrome. It's a real thing. And I think that for the first, I think, three weeks, I was just kind of like, I can't apply to anything else. That's really weird. Um, But then when I started reading the job descriptions, I'm like, wow, I do all of
0: this. I don't think there's such a, I mean, uh, imposter syndrome is real because people have it. Mm -hmm. But I don't actually think that it's a real thing like when it comes to the employer thinking that you're an imposter like i I don't know other than a fake cra like that's obvious like you clearly don't know what you're doing but Mm -hmm. if you're if you have so many transferable skills and you're able to get close to the task like you you know you're basically a generalist now like you did what you had to do to get your get your wings and you merged that from from your previous role to remote site monitor now you're ready to do things at the sponsor level site level like you said even the tech vendors especially the tech vendor they don't know what the hell they're doing nobody (laughs) the entire companies are imposter syndrome so there's a like there's a lot of opportunity in this space like not everyone has had so much interaction with sites like you like you've had i don't know just off the top of your head how many sites have you you know had like conversations with coordinators uh over various studies Mm -hmm. i mean that's a lot of info you have in your head now
1: yeah i've a good, good, good chunk. And then on top of that uh, externally from the previous job of everything that we do, um, I've spoken to sites as well. Right. So it's just, it's, and then I came from site level private, uh, previously before public health. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's, um, yeah, definitely have that perspective for sure.
0: Um, so what's next for you then? Like you, you know, you, you said no more big zero. Mm-hmm. Do I you mean, consider? I'm not
1: necessarily putting them out, uh, but I'm going to be very <laughs> picky about what they need to provide for me if they want me on. Their
0: well, what would you have <gasps> to do to be a big CRO?
1: Well, one, they'd have to be okay with all the external involvement I have. Um, I do know that, you know, it's very hard for some, some people, you know, to understand that, oh, well, how can you do so many things? I mean, I'm a huge Ever since high school, and I literally mean high school, college up to now, I've always been involved in organizations. I've always ran organizations. This is, like, a thing that I do, and I love it. And, you know, I already understand that this is probably never, ever going to leave me. So this is as much as part of me as having a daily job, right? And so Mm. um, they have to be open to that. They have to be okay with that. Um, I also Do you feel
0: like not imposter syndrome, and maybe there's not a word for this, Do you feel like you're, you have to be super picky because I know you, so you like, if you commit to someone, you'd like to stick through like till the end and not just, not just be like another stepping stone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like I, I like consistency and if there's anything outside of consistency, it's growth within that consistency. Right. Um, but I like to situate somewhere, get to know who I'm working with, figure out how they work best, you know, alternate accordingly so that I can work more you know better with them and it, it takes a while to get to that mode right with people and if you're always switching you're always changing you're gonna have that extra tension and that's just the thing that comes with working right unless you're somebody that's just very passive I'm not passive I like to execute efficiently and that's just how I am and so um, moving around is not what I like to do um, I like to go there, situate myself and then grow. And then potentially, even if possible, you know, grow internally outside of just the, the role. I like to be involved in within those organizations. I like to give my voice, be a part of committees. I want to help. Right. Um, and especially if I already have external connections or things that I'm doing externally that can assist in their internal growth. I want to be a part of that. Mm. I want to help out. Like um, a
0: dream team. Because yeah, mm-hmm. the dream team.
1: Hey, Cassandra. Ashley's
0: connected, you know. Yeah. I think all the That's stuff she's amazing. doing is like, um, just adds to her. It could be something that a tech vendor or a sponsor or a, or a site network can can utilize. Um, I think employees like, it's underrated what the network of the employee can do for the actual employer.
1: Yeah, I mean it's definitely a thing, and I, obviously I've never, you know, approached it in that in that way or manner. I just think that's a kind of a known fact. But it's just I I want to be somewhere where the support is full 360, and not just on their end. It's going to come from me too, right? Because if you're harnessing my growth, I want to be there to help with your growth, right? And mm-hmm. because I value that, because you're valuing me. And so um, that's how I work as a professional, and that's what I'm looking for. I don't want, I don't mind being like, uh, you know, everybody's technically a number at some point unless you're at, you know, the site level. Um, I don't mind that aspect because business is business and things, you know, growth is growth, whatever. I, again, I just, I need to make sure that there's full support and, and um, that matters to me. That matters more, that and then them understanding that I don't want to necessarily travel. If those two things can be met, money kind of just kind of follows it, right? Before, obviously, I want to get paid. But now after being in the industry and, and experiencing the things I've experienced, this is what matters more to me because uh, money will follow. It always follows, especially if you're giving giving back to the community and all this stuff. It, it just comes, right? And if you're giving back to community, you're learning. All that comes with it. It's just, um, I think, figuring out what, what is the most important to you, And uh, what can make you be the most efficient and happy on days that your job, your usual daily job is not going to make you happy. Right. Cause that happens to everybody. So,
0: yeah. I think we'll go wrap it up, but um, Mm -hmm. everybody go connect with Ashley. Her LinkedIn is underneath this video, wherever you're watching and on the podcast, if you're listening. Uh, And then if you want to see more of Ashley, I mean, She'll come on our lives because we do SOS Never conference. <laughs> I DRA have... Academy, CRC Academy, LIC Latinos in Clinical Research, SOS, um, <laughs> SOS, February second in Tucson. So we'll follow your career and see. I'm actually curious too. Like I have a few companies that I think you would do well, but a lot of these tech vendors have unique. And this is, it's. I'm happy to hear this as a site owner, but a lot of these tech companies. Have flipped their thinking to like more site focused, right? Mm -hmm. And they you do have the site experience, but your most recent experience at a CRO, so Mm -hmm. um, it kind of puts you in a situation where you can do like just about anything, but Mm -hmm. uh, the ones I have in mind want like most recent site experience, yeah, because they're tailoring solutions for sites, which that's also going to be very interesting to watch long term Mm -hmm. because. That's a whole another podcast we can do just on that.
1: Yes, <laughs> for sure.
0: Anything well, else uh, you want to say, or uh, leave no, us with? no,
1: no, that's everything. Just you know, if, um, I guess you guys connect with me if you're if you're open to connecting. If you have any questions? Uh, if you're generally wanting, I know that there was a few questions asked about you know negotiation and prepping for interviews and stuff like that. If you are interested in that, I do do that, so you can reach out to me if you'd like. Um, but yeah, then I'm I'm excited to see where I go. And uh, obviously, we definitely need to do more of this so that we can keep everybody up to date and see what actually happens.
0: <laughs> yeah, never followed like a former monitor. You know, get a little bit burned out. I feel like the DCROS can do a lot more to keep their staff. Mm-hmm. That's another podcast as well as why they don't. Um, but it'll be interesting to follow. You know, to do these follow-ups and. I do it all the time anyways, but for Guru Nation to be able to see it as well. For sure. For sure. All yeah, right. You much the whole
1: role. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, Dan. Thanks, everybody.
0: Thank you, Ashley. Thank you, everybody, for watching, listening, like, subscribe, comment, share. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.